Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Leonard, and I'm a Washington University Pediatric Emergency Medicine Physician at St. Louis Children's Hospital and a mom doc. Hey, this is Mom Docs, the podcast from St. Louis Children's Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're talking about burns in the emergency department. Dr. Leonard, I'm so glad to have you join us today. What are the different types of burns? For parents listening, tell us what types of burns that you see every day. Yeah, so there are a couple different kinds of burns that we see. I would say probably the most common are thermal burns. And that's what people most think about when they think about burn injury. We generally see scald injuries, which is when children are exposed to scalding liquid um, or hot objects. How are burns so common? Why are they so common? Uh, We've heard about them for years. We know to take precautions, but they still keep happening. Because kids are sneaky. You know, I I think that it uh, can be easy uh, to forget kind of basic safety uh, measures when you're going about your day-to-day activities uh, with children. Some things that we, you know, continue to remind families to help minimize risk because, you know, prevention uh, is, is the best thing that we can do for these type of injuries is to remind, you know, parents not to cook, drink, or carry hot beverages or food while they're holding a child, especially when when they're at that grabby age, keeping hot foods and liquids away from table and counter edges, avoiding using tablecloths or placemats that young children can reach up and grab and pull hot things down on themselves, obviously turning the handles of pots and pans towards the rear of the stove when you're cooking and using back burners when you can, not leaving the stove unattended when you're cooking, not letting kids microwave their own food uh, when it involves liquid. Uh, We see a lot of injuries due to ramen noodles and um, those little bowls of mac and cheese. Um, When using irons and curling irons, uh, making sure they're unplugged and out of reach, uh, testing food and water temperature before exposing uh, kids to those. And then a big one too is setting the thermostat on your hot water heater to below 120 degrees is the safest uh, temperature to have that set at to avoid water getting too hot and exposing kids to potential injury. What great advice. So important for parents to hear. So if a child does get burned, Dr. Leonard, it's common. It's scary. Parents don't know what to do. How do we know the severity of it and whether it requires an ER visit? Yeah, so the first thing to do is you can, you know, stop the burning process. So we say do a cool, not cold and no ice, but just cool um, rag on the burn wound area. And then if it's blistering or the skin is peeling, it definitely needs to be evaluated. And then the other areas that always concern us are if it's on the face, the hands or the feet, um, In the genital region, those should always be evaluated. And then if it's a large percentage of the surface area, so a large burn. And if it's something that we can treat at home, what do we do? Because we don't know whether we should put ice on it or wrap it or, you know, used to think we're supposed to put Vaseline, then we heard we're not. What do we do, doctor? Yeah, so if it's not blistering and the skin isn't peeling and it's just an area of redness, after you've put your cool cloth on it for three to five minutes, you can remove it 
And then really the best recommendation is just a clean, dry dressing. So depending on the size, that could be a piece of gauze uh, with uh, medical tape. It could be a Band-Aid. It's fine to put antibiotic ointment on it and then just kind of reassess it. And if the skin ever does start to peel away uh, and you have questions about whether it should be looked at, always erring on the side of caution is appropriate. What do you do in the emergency department if we have a child that gets burned? What's the treatment available? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And it depends on the severity of the burn, which uh, is difficult for a lay person, you know, to truly assess, which is why I say, you know, err on the side of caution um, and seek medical advice for that. But if the skin is significantly blistered or the burn is deep enough that the skin is sloughing off and peeling, um, we will generally do what is called a debridement which is we kind of pull all the damaged, burned skin off using wet gauze and then do sort of a a fancier version of the dressing that you would do at home, which is using antibiotic ointment, non-stick gauze, and then kind of a bulky dressing to protect the area. Often, because uh, the burned skin is so sensitive and painful, we will have to give uh, children pain medication or even sedation to do that procedure. Wow, it is really scary. So what about things like sunburn? I know that's kind of a different topic, but it can be pretty severe and have so many of the same symptoms and then treatments that are needed. Yes, so sunburn, I think the biggest things are pain control with Tylenol and ibuprofen. Uh, And then I think it's good practice to keep the skin lubricated to just sort of help it with the healing process. And so Vaseline would be fine for that. Um, If the skin is blistering and peeling because the burn was so significant, it would be reasonable to have it be seen by a medical provider. Usually we don't see sunburns that are to the degree that we need to do debridement procedures the way we do with other thermal burns. It's a good point. So as we wrap up, what can parents do to prevent burns at home? You've given us some really great advice. Expand on it a little more and summarize it for us, Dr. Leonard. Well, yes, to prevent thermal burns, keeping hot objects unplugged and out of reach of children, and then really limiting their exposure and availability um, of hot liquids while cooking, keeping bowls of soup, cups of coffee, tea on the edges of tables and countertops where they could be grabbed and pulled down and not letting children cook for themselves uh, on the stove or in the microwave um, when it's liquid food is important. And the other thing that I didn't mention that I should is chemical burns. Uh, Again, children can get into chemicals and uh, suffer from chemical burns. So making sure that all of your cleaning supplies um, and other chemicals are locked up and out of reach. It's great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Leonard, for joining us and sharing your expertise today. And that concludes this episode of Mom Docs with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more advice and articles on children's burn management, please check out the Mom Docs website at childrensmd.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please share this show on your social media and with your friends because that's how we all learn from the MomDoc experts at St. Louis Children's Hospital together. I'm Melanie Cole.